Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bring, bring it Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are here with not a season review. We're here with a bit of a transfer update. Joining me is Sam, who you can find on Twitter at Mr. Sam E. Cox. Uh, absolute pleasure having you back on. We have to talk about it. It's the Hoiberg for Kyle Walker-Peters air quotes swap deal. Uh, being reported differently all the fees being reported differently Uh, but I guess let's just kind of start at the beginning in January of course we loan you Kyle Walker Peters who desperately needed minutes he finally gets them under you Uh, you're probably aware but in case people at home aren't 10 appearances for Southampton uh, only 12 appearances for Tottenham in the previous three seasons so he needed the minutes apparently sometime around there Hoybier gets contacted allegedly by Mourinho and that's what starts that whole he'd only come to us thing uh that's that's my understanding of how it all started is is that the same for you and how did you think uh Walker Peters fared when he first started off yeah to to touch on Carl Walker Peters firstly I think um he was something that we absolutely needed in January um the right back position has been a been a problem for Saints for for a little while now um uh, going back a season and a half ago to January 2019, Cedric went out on loan to Inter Milan. Jan Valery came in and, and looked to to fill the void. But at the start of the season, Valery couldn't really live up to expectation. He had injury problems, um, loss of form, and uh, Ralph was was sort of filling in midfielders at right back and and bringing in Walker Peters on, on loan was was something that sort of helped us defensively and, and going forward. Um, he's really, really ticked uh, the Saints fans. Saints fans really like him. Um, and when the season concluded, it, it was on sort of the top of everyone's mind to, to bring him in on a permanent deal. Um, I'd go as far as saying that Walker Peters has been our best fullback since Nathaniel Klein left. Um, although Cedric did a oh. did a great job under Ronald Koeman. Um the managers and and obviously the season that followed that weren't great obviously relegation battles and, and Cedric fell out of favour um, I know he's gone on to to potentially better things at Arsenal but Walker Peters has just shown a great willingness to to play Ralph's system and, and seem to slot in perfectly touching on the Hoiberg situation um, I think we go back to maybe 12 months ago there was a fan forum at, uh, at St Mary's with Ralph and, and Hoiberg who's obviously the captain at the time and Hoiberg was asked about his contract because at the time he only had two years left um, and he sort of gave a, a, an answer which didn't really answer the question, and, and I think that showed Saints fans that he was more than likely going to be on his way. Um, and of course, we all knew he's going to enter his 12 months of his contracts um, this summer. So rumours started circling, and, and Spurs were, were the first, as you say. And I'm not sure how how it came about, but Spurs really seemed nailed on from the get go, and I think. Um, 
I think when you look at a club like Spurs, they come in for, come in for you. I think, um, especially with Jose at the helm now, it's really hard to turn that down. Yeah, and as you mentioned, uh, declining Spurs doesn't seem to be a thing Southampton players do a lot of. I know there's been some bad blood in the past with Pochettino getting booed when we'd uh, returned to St. Mary's. Do you think this does anything to that dynamic of of uh, disdain between the two fan bases? I think it is a weird one. It is a weird, obviously at the time when Pochettino left and uh, there was bad blood. and I think um, he was proved right in the end to, to, to go on to that move as he took Spurs to the Champions League final while we scrapped out near the bottom of the table. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure in terms of the, the bad blood. I think the move's been pretty amicable from Hoiberg, but there's always going to be uh, it'll always be a bit of a grudge there from some some corners of St Mary's when he when he returns. I'm sure, and if we're obviously allowed back into stadiums, but <laughs> he um, yeah, I, I think whenever a player moves on, you from from a club like Southampton, we know where we are. We know what sort of club that we are, um, and if they they get a bigger move and it and it suits us and it suits them, then I then I think most. Um, Saints fans will see that as a see that as a not a bad thing for him. Yeah, you mentioned that it's fairly amicable. It's it's very amicable considering it ends up yeah. being allegedly a swap deal. Some saying that it's technically separate deals with a three million valuation difference, but the total numbers keep changing depending on whose story you're reading. Yeah, pretty unclear as to what's actually going on. Just from your perception, does it sound like a swap deal, or does it largely just not matter because you're getting a player and we're getting a player? I think from from the Southampton regional journalists it's very much two separate deals but in effect it is a swap deal isn't it with with money being sort of left over that which will come to Saints with the Hoiberg separate deal from our end I've seen seen uh, transfer fees from 20 million plus but then I've also seen more uh, national journalists saying that it's it's more in the region of 12 to 15 so as you say it's a big um the big uh, mystery isn't to, to what the figure is and who's done the best deal in terms of Martin Simmons from Southampton or, or Daniel Levy. But in effect, we we get what we wanted, which is Kyle Walker-Peters and, uh, and Hoiberg gets his move. So again, it's, uh, it makes sense from both from both sides. Um, and I think the money that comes in from Saints, hopefully um, we'll be able to uh, replace. Um, but as I say, I think the swap deal, in effect, it, it works for everyone. Yeah, agreed. And I do think the interesting thing is it does leave both of us with a gap in our squads um, while we strengthen positions that we deemed more important or perhaps harder to fill. Uh, But I guess time will tell on that and we'll touch on it in a second. But I just wanted to talk about Hoiberg for a bit to start and then obviously we'll get to Kyle Walker-Peters who we've both seen plenty of now. Um, But with Hoiberg, I understand he wasn't really a defensive midfielder until somewhat recently. Obviously, everyone's seen all the stats about him winning the most balls in in midfield and all of that. But what's your perception of Hoiberg as a player? Obviously, came from Bayern Munich with a lot of expectations surrounding him. And from the outside looking in, it seems like Southampton fans don't really feel like he got there. No, I think I think you're right in saying that. He hasn't been helped by the managers that he's played under. I think he came under came into the club signed by Claude Puel. Um, again, w- wasn't the greatest football to watch, although it got results. I think cup final and, and eighth place in the, in the league, but... It wasn't great. He was moved on. Pellegrino came in again, and that's when we we declined a, a very poor appointment from Southampton, and then that was followed by Mark Hughes. So, although yes, he came in, and I remember his first few games for Southampton, he looked fantastic. He he looked like the ideal replacement for Morgan Schneidlin. 
under Puel and he sort of played that system quite well. And then for some reason, which Puel has a track record of, likes to chop and change his size, um, Hoiberg fell out of favour. Um, and then he never really, really recovered from that up until sort of a year ago, really. Um, but again, I don't think he was helped by the managers that he played under. Um, and then, as you say, he wasn't quite a defensive midfielder. But in the in the system that Ralph wants to um, implement on the squad, that four triple two with the two holding midfielders, um, he's he he played that role very well. What I'll say about Hoiberg is, and I'm not trying to bash him here by saying this, but I don't think he particularly excels in just one thing. I think he's very consistent across the board. So, he, as you say, the most interceptions, most balls won in midfield, and and uh, he's a very busy player. But you know, I mean that in the, in the greatest possible way he's everywhere he's trying to win balls he's trying to break the lines he's uh trying to press and uh for the system and uh, for knowing what jose wants historically i think he's he's perfect for that um as i say he's, every time he gets in the final third he seems to have a nosebleed so i'm sure uh he'll work well in under uh, under Mourinho. and uh, as i say he's he's done well he's done well i mean Southampton fans will say it, it is a loss it's not looking at him it, He's not one of those players that he's, he's unreplaceable. I think if we do our due diligence and we trust our scouting system, we'll we'll be okay without him. But I think um, I think he's done well at St Mary's, and I think you know he played a he played a good part in that cut run to the EFL Cup final in in 2017. And uh, yeah, under Ralph, he's been one of our our, our top uh, top performers. So yeah, he's he may, maybe didn't fulfil the potential like you said. But I still think he's had a, a, a great time on the South Coast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Yeah, and then I guess just a couple of questions uh, from a less impartial host perspective and more of a Spurs fan's perspective. The idea seems to be to play him at a base of a midfield three with Ndombele and Lacelso or Deli Ali, any combination of those two or, or two of those three. Do you think he can fulfill that role at the base? Because I know for you, you had Lamina do it at sometimes, you had Romeo do it at sometimes over the years. Is that a spot that you can see him fitting in well? I think so, yeah. I think so. And I think um, he gives you options if he, he plays there. He's not an out-and-out defensive midfielder like someone like Gawanyama, who of course made the same move from Southampton to Spurs. But I think he gives you options. And I think playing at that base, as you said earlier, with the, with the interceptions and winning the ball back, in terms of his long distance passing, I wouldn't say that's something he's he's fantastic at. So in terms of winning the ball back and giving it to players who can who can do that job, I think it I think it'll work well, yeah. 
Gotcha. And then the other thing we were talking about was uh, it, within the Spurs fan base is that Jose was out there looking for young leaders. He loves to bring in leaders, but Tottenham as a club don't sign older players. Mm-hmm. Do you think the leadership, obviously he was captain for you, do you think that leadership uh, is something that will carry over at a bigger club as the newest person in the room? And, and how did you view his tenure as captain at the club? I think so. I don't think he'll have a. I don't think he'll have a problem with with being that person who can who can provide a bit of passion, provide a bit of um, leadership. I mean, he's played at Bayern Munich, and I think uh, Pep Guardiola in his book wrote very highly of of Hoiberg. So I don't think he'll. I don't think that will phase him just because he's new and it's a, a bigger club than Southampton. Um, I think, as you say, the youngest captain in the Premier League. Um, when I think it was Mark Hughes gave him the armband, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I think it was a great fit uh, for a captain. We were desperate for leaders, similar to Spurs now in some ways. We were we needed a, a bit of leadership and we needed a little bit of that that, that passion on the pitch to show that, to, to, to pull other players along. Um, and as a captain, yeah, I mean, to assess it, really, it wasn't that re- really that long as a time as captain, but up until sort of this transfer speculation, he was a model professional. I, I don't think you can argue with that on, on and off the off the pitch. Um, and the only thing that got him stripped of the captaincy was the fact he made it public that he wanted to leave. Okay, you can criticise him for that because the captain really shouldn't have come out and said that. But again, I think um, he 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 did a good job and uh, he worked well in Ralph's system and. I think uh, I think as a captain, he'll, uh, he'll he'll potentially be a future Spurs captain one day. He's got that about him. And as I said, moving on to a bigger club, I don't think that'll phase him because he's played under Pep Guardiola at Bayern Munich and, and moved to Bayern Munich at a very very young age. Um, I know he's in his teens, mid-teens when he when he moved. So again, I don't think he'll be phased by that, and I think he'll be able to to bring that to the club. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to to what he provides on the pitch, both in terms of play style and leadership, even if he isn't wearing the armband. And I think the fact that he's a polyglot, he speaks like four or five languages, yeah. will really help uh, in our squad, uh, as I'm sure it did for yours as well. Uh, moving on to Kyle Walker-Peters, you already touched on him a little bit earlier. I'll, I'll just mention some of his uh, highlights at Tottenham. Obviously, in 2018, he had three assists on the season. They all came in the same match, <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Uh, not great for all of the other ones. But he was just in such a weird position at Tottenham. So if anyone's wondering why we're getting rid of a right back when we need to sign a right back, and apparently we might sell Aurier as well, so we need two right backs, uh, it does definitely seem strange. But uh, I think it all comes back to Mourinho's quote when he was asked about whether or not we would retain Kyle Walker-Peters. And he said, we'd love to, but we want him to be happy. And I think finally getting minutes, playing relatively well. I know he's, he really stood out in a couple of the higher profile matches you had after the restart. Um, I think that really is something that he needed. Under Pochettino, he was horribly mismanaged. So if you ask a lot of Spurs fans their take on Kyle Walker-Peters, you'll get answers. Like if you asked 1 to 10, you'll get answers at every level because he was kind of an unknown. Even though he played sometimes, he was behind Trippier and Aurier for the vast majority of his career. This year, he was only behind Aurier, and then we sent him out on loan in January. As I mentioned before, only 12 appearances over the last three seasons. He should have been out on loan way sooner than that, but Pochettino wanted to always keep his high-level youth players in-house because he always felt that he could manage them to our style better than if they went out, learned a different style, but got minutes. 
And clearly that's not the case with Mourinho. Um, so his development was massively stalled under us. But if you ask me right now if I think that Walker Peters has more potential than Aurier at this point, I think the answer is yes. And I think that's why a lot of Spurs fans are kind of raising their eyebrows, not just because of the squad situation of losing a right back, because of losing him in particular. You mentioned Hoiberg, really kind of a master of none kind of player, but but very good at a lot of different things. I think similarly of Kyle Walker Peters, he's not the fastest. He doesn't have the best cross on him. Um, he isn't the best defensively. He isn't a big physical presence in defense. Um, but I think he handles everything fairly well. And it sounds like that's kind of the difference between him and Valerie, who was pretty highly rated and seemed to have a lot of potential, all the, all the physical tools, but didn't really put them together. And I feel like Walker Peters is actually like the inverse of that, not to get like personal life, but if you have a bad relationship and then you swing to like whatever the opposite of that is in your next one, um, just kind of feels like that for me. But all the potential in the world um, just didn't didn't work out for him at Tottenham. And so I think while Tottenham fans are confused as to why we've sold him, I don't think anyone begrudges him for wanting the move or making the move. And if anything, I think we're all excited to to see what he can do uh, since joining Southampton. Um, any of that not line up with what you've seen? No, I think I think that's a, a fair assessment of of Walker Peters. I think very similar to to Spurs with Hoiberg. Walker Peters is is someone that we desperately need in terms of the pro- way we want to play and the personnel that we need. Um, I remember watching. I think he played one of his twelve appearances for Spurs was against Southampton in our two one victory against Spurs in two thousand and nineteen. Mm. And I have to say he played very well that day. Um, and I, I do remember seeing him play and, and being impressed because I remember the start of the game, obviously he was relatively unknown to Southampton fans at the time, maybe to some Spurs fans. So we were sort of thinking, <laughs> oh, we could target him on the day. But he he, he was very good. And, and then so that sort of excited me about him coming. Um, and to get him over the line and potentially permanently in the coming days is a, is a good boost to our squad. And it sets the right time for our transfer window, hopefully. Yeah, and the fact that you're actually making money on bringing him in, in air quotes, can't hurt no. too much either. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, it sounds like both of us relatively happy with our new signings. Again, just mild asterisk, hasn't been announced by the clubs, but basically yeah. anyone who's ever written a single word about Tottenham or Saints has already reported it by now. Uh, who do you think, air quotes, won this deal? <sighs> to put it frankly, not, not the team have lost. I think they're both getting what they need and... Yeah. and uh, and uh, I mean, Saints have, have, as you said, somehow made money in a weird way in terms of the separate deal. However, it's uh, been done. Um, but again, I think both teams have won. Neither teams have lost. Uh, Mourinho's got his man. Uh, Hasenhutl's got his man, and uh, both players will, will prove to be uh, prove to be good assets for the future. As they're both both young. I think both 23, 24, and uh, yeah, they're both in being the squads hopefully for for a long while yet. That's actually a great point. Yeah, I agree. I don't think either side lost. I think if Tottenham managed to sign a starting quality right back, that we have air quotes won because we moved out a depth right back for a starting one and brought in a starting defensive midfielder. But it's very tight, and we haven't done that yet. So yeah. <laughs> at this time, I think we're both level. And we also have to see who you bring in in midfield. I'm actually a little surprised that it sounds like you're going to leave that guy uh, that was out on loan at full and potentially stay there. I thought that might yeah. be the in-house replacement. 
Um, so I guess we're, it's just going to take time. We'll need like a season to see how each of them play, and we'll need to see who the players are brought in at, at the positions of the outgoing players at each club. Uh, you mentioned that both of them will probably get plenty of matches. I do think that Hoiberg just walks into our 11, unfortunately for Winks and Sissoko, probably similarly for you with Kyle Walker-Peters. If you had to guess how many matches or how many appearances he'll get this season, what would you say? I've, I've been, uh, you know, being injury free, fingers crossed, injury free. I think he starts all, starts most matches. He'd probably be one of the first names on the team sheet. So I reckon thirty plus appearances this season for sure. Because I think, like you say about the depth, our depth at right back isn't great. Jan Valerie's will be the understudy once again. But again, his form hasn't been great. Uh, looks a Van, Valerie looks a player who probably benefit playing as a wing back in a five and Ralph has moved away from that into a four. So I think Walker Peters will be the starting right back for for the whole season and and injuries and, and rotation will be the only reason why he misses out. Yeah, and for me, allegedly the reason why Hoiberg was targeted over other defensive midfield prospects that we've been after for years, most notably in Didi, who we've scouted way back since his France days, um, or Dennis Zakaria or uh, Baptiste Santa Maria, all of whom I would have air quotes preferred, is that Mourinho thinks that Hoiberg is what will allow him to get the most out of Ndombele and Lacelso as a pairing, assuming that we keep Ndombele, um, which yeah. I think is really interesting. So if you if you're thinking that that's why it's specifically him, then I think he'll probably start. Yeah, thirty plus matches. We're in the Europa League, so we have an extra three matches to even get into the group stage. Um, so maybe even like thirty five plus. Uh, obviously not a huge money signing. It isn't one of those where you're like, well, you paid $60 million for him, you have to play him, which we didn't with Ndombele. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he's viewed as a crucial player. It means that Dyer doesn't have to play in midfield anymore ever again. Like I said, I, I think it harms Sissoko and Winks, but the issue is that we had to play Sissoko and Winks to get the best out of both of them to fill one role which I think is what we're hoping Hoiberg will be able to do on his own. Um, but I'm done rambling about uh, <laughs> Hoiberg, who I've yet to see play for Tottenham, how he'll play for Tottenham. So we'll leave it there. Sam, an absolute pleasure uh, catching you, up with you. Yeah, if you'd like to tell folks where they could find you or anything you're working on, that'd be a good time. Yeah, just find me on Twitter at Mr. Sammy Cox. Yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thanks so much. And uh, people will will also have a season review uh, with him coming out sometime soon. So thanks for coming on this and also uh, ahead of time coming on that one. Yeah, looking forward to it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.